Hello and welcome. This is Terry Wada, one of your co-hosts with Being Minority in America. Today, Rochelle and I are going to dive into the topic about history and story, why that's so important and how those stories or lack of stories impacts us today. We hope that what we share with you today around this topic resonates with you and that you might find some similarities or connections that help to bring us together because that's really the point of why we're doing this. Thank you so much for listening and and sharing your time with us. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Being Minority in America, a podcast with myself, Terry Wada, and Miss Rochelle Asbury. This is going to be the month, or I guess not going to be, this is the month of February, the the month of love and romance and Valentine's and Black History Month. So we are super excited to be here on February, the beginning of February, to join you with our monthly podcast. Yay! So this this month, we are going to be talking about the importance of history and our stories and how that impacts us today. Being Black History Month, it seems very fitting that it would be about history and stories and how that impacts us and how why it's so important that we talk about and celebrate and bring light to the stories of our past and of our history. So to kind of connect this back to some of the, the topics that we've been talking about in the past. If you follow us and you listen to our January episode, we started off the year by highlighting a book called The Color of Law. Fantastic book. If you haven't heard that podcast or read the book, we highly recommend you do both. But in that, there were some themes that came out. And so one of the key themes that we had talked about, Rochelle, was history. Right. We talked about how this should be the color of law should be a history book that everyone reads through because it is definitely built on historical facts and evidence. And going into Black History Month, you know, and talking about thinking about the stories that that America is built on, that we as a country are built on and, you know, kind of the one sidedness of those stories or the incomplete picture of those stories. One thing that, you know, I know you had connected me with was this article on The Cut, which yes. is um, an interview with the Congresswoman, uh, Congresswoman uh, Pramila Jayapal from Washington State. And it's basically her recollection of what happened on January 6th with the insurrection of our U.S. Capitol. I mean, a horrendous, horrendous day and event for all of us in America who are watching on about what happened. This gives exactly. a you know first person recollection. She's giving her first person recollection of what it was like and what happened. But first, I want to say thank you for sharing that article because it was, oh, terrifying, <laughs> gut-wrenching, appalling, but so impactful, right? To see everything that that was going through her head as a as a as a person a woman of color in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Capitol at that time exactly and one thing the, there's one line that really stood out to me as I was reading this um and I, I shared it with you and I'll, I'll read it for everyone it's in in her article she says for people to want to say we want to move on we can't focus on this completely ignores the depth of the problem and the trauma associated with what we just went through. 
and that just hit me like a like a train when I read mm-hmm. that because how many times and I, I'm, I'm guilty of this too right how many times have we wanted to just move on and not focus exactly. on the pain right not focus exactly. on on the bad things that happen you know even in our in our society and our culture today we, we talk about being positive right we talk about just looking forward and but what really stands out is how that behavior causes problems in the future and that's kind of what we're seeing now coming coming out right now so i think you have some thoughts on this and i'd love to hear some of you know some of the things that you've made connections with the you know the impact of segregation to what we're seeing today with black lives matter and and the separation right of of communities and of peoples and of perspectives exactly well i i and i'm not a a psychologist, even though I have a bunch of, uh, of friends that are, but I just know it from my own personal experiences and even through the eyes of my family members. Um, you know, when you don't deal with it, um, you know, even on a personal level, you know, it just grows, it gets, it gets bigger. And I, I think to people, I think that's a, a first form of just being able to, it's easier to say, let's just move on. And, you know, it doesn't heal itself. You know, it's like, if you have a wound and you don't tend to it, it will get worse. I don't care what the deal is. It doesn't care if you have a have a big speaking engagement or your company is having this big event or you know whatever. If you don't deal with it, it's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. And um, and here we are um, to this day in America and even across the world where we don't deal with those kinds of things and. You know, I've asked you, you know, Terry, and we kind of shared back and forth a little bit, you know, why is that the case? And I just say sometimes from our own, from my own vantage point is that sometimes, you know, we as human beings, we don't want to be uncomfortable. Nobody wants mm-hmm. to be in pain. But it's a, but, but the other side of it is if there's someone else in pain, you know, we've gotten away from, it's our problem too. Mm-hmm. But I think because in this world, we've gotten to faster, faster, more, more, um, we're more concerned about our camp, our family, you know, um, big eyes and little youth. We don't want to look at the suffering and the pain of other people. And we tell people we just need to move on. Well, like I said, it goes back to that hobbling. Somebody's hobbling. Somebody's hurting. And it's really hard to just, you know, move on. So, you know, there's a lot that I feel um, about, you know, these last couple of podcasts in the midst of this insurrection. So I'm, I think I'm really, my heart is really heavy, but I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'll toss the ball back to you on, on that, Terry. I think I can go on and on for that. But <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, thank you for your perspective, because that, that's what I appreciate in our conversations is being able to see it through someone else's eyes and through a woman of, you know, a black woman's eyes, not just a woman of color, but a black woman's eyes, because 
they are different you know I I'm a woman of color but not I have not nearly the same kind of experiences or perspective that that you're able to bring to the table so I completely appreciate it and you know you had asked me in our conversation just prior uh why do I think that 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 where we are today, why do I think that this exists? Why do I think that people just want to move on? Why do, why do I think that people don't want to focus on the pain or the problems? Right. And, um, and I, you know, I think everyone is, is, you know, everyone's got their, their own reasons why, but I can speak for myself in that sometimes we don't even know. Sometimes we don't even know the histories. We don't know the stories. And um, not to say that I don't want to, I don't want to say that I'm ignorant, but yeah, you know, maybe some of us are just a little ignorant and we don't know what all that means. And there's danger in that, right? There's, there's, there's a, an issue underlying issue. If the stories that are being told are not fully understood, if they're not fully and completely disclosed, right? And, mm-hmm. and that was one of the things, too, going back to Color of Law, which just gave, painted an entirely full picture of what was going on and how segregation came to be not, not in existence, but has, has had held its roots, right, has had been an underlying foundation for everything that we experience today and how our communities are built, our neighborhoods are built, and then relationships are made, right? Exactly. And, and I loved how you had started to connect the, the idea of all of that, that segregation that has played in our past and this separation of perspectives and how we're starting to see that come to a head now. And that, you know, tying that to the insurrection of January 6th and how that is kind of just a manifestation of of these underlying problems these underlying you know roots that are seated so deep that we we can't let them go we haven't been able to let them go and and that's where it tied to me so strongly with what um the congresswoman had said which was that's the problem we want to move on and we can't focus on that and that's the, that completely ignores the depth of the problem, right? We don't deal with the problem. We don't deal with the trauma. How are we ever going to move forward? Yeah. I have a, um, I have a, a dear friend of mine. I'm gonna call him Coach Wes because he's a he's a business coach, but and he focuses on Enneagram. But one of the things that I'm guilty of is I don't want to focus on the pain, right? I don't want to mm-hmm. sit in pain. I like to look forward to the next, the next like what's the next, you know, great experience I can have. Yeah. Let's just leave that pain behind. But he, he told me the only way to move forward is to move through. And it was so right. powerful because he's like, you cannot move forward kind of with your, the, your metaphor of hobbling. You cannot start walking upright with two legs and walking well, if you are still dragging all of that pain along, if you're still dragging, even if we just sweep it in the back, you just sweep it in the rug, we think it's gone. It's not. We're just dragging that baggage with us and we're hobbling along. Yeah. I think, too, we've got, you know, there are people that um, they've learned how to hobble and and um, and in their own words, uh, and they think they're being effective. 
But, you know, meanwhile, back at the ranch, that there is, um, there's hurting, there's, there's hurt. I think, too, uh, segregation, I think that's one of the main tenets of it. Because just like, you know, with us talking on this podcast, that we're sharing perspectives, um, bringing awareness. And I think that's totally contrary to the tenets of segregation. That's the importance of, of, of segregation. When you keep people separate, separated, uh, they can't share their, their perspective mm-hmm. um, and nothing, nothing changes. And I think that's the real reason you know, there are people that don't want the change mm-hmm. and, you know, shame on you to say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm bleeding here. Uh, I'm hemorrhaging here. Um, there's some generational hemorrhaging going on. And, um, you know, somebody has to hear this. Somebody has to hear, you know, hear my pain. Um, and so, you know, that's one of the reasons why I think, too, that there are people that know about it. Um, just like I remember the lady and I spoke at a previous um, um, discussion, you know, goes back to that. Why is that these people just can't, you know, uh, use their bootstraps and keep on going? Well, again, we're assuming uh, the people have boots. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, at, it, it will keep manifesting. It will keep perpetuating because we didn't, and we're at this particular time, you know, um, people don't want to hear hear about it. But I think what is happening is that as much as they they're trying to keep the lid on and trying to take some some very sturdy nails and trying to keep, you know, um, n- n- nailing down the, the hatchet, um, it finds a way it finds a way to to um, to to come out and or 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 boil. And I think what we're seeing is examples of, of this. And, you know, I just know in my own life, it is hard to talk about some of these uncomfortable things, mm-hmm. you know, but I do think um, that this is where things can, can heal. But I think there, there, you know, there are many people that saying, especially on the winning side of the, of the team saying, well, <laughs> everything looks fine from my vantage point, you know? So, but it's, it's very, it's very, it's very, um, it's very hurtful, um, especially when people say, well, why are those people still complaining? Why are those people, you know, good Lord, you know, it's not as bad as it used to be. Well, you know, you're, you're saying it from a different mm-hmm. vantage point. You're saying it from, from privilege, you know, we're saying it from a point of lack. And I'm not always talking about you know, physical lack. I'm talking about, you know, um, financial, generational lack, uh, financial, uh, you know, um, you know, not having part of that American dream. We keep hearing that and we're, you know, we keep trying to, you know, move up in the line and all of a sudden you change the rules or you, you change the the voting site right. or, you know, all kinds of things. And, and I think it's coming to what we're seeing is, People want security. You know, uh, I don't have any grandchildren, but, you know, I pray for my grandchildren that they'll grow up in a world where 
where they'll have the resources where they'll be able to 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 grow up and have civil mm -hmm. liberties and they'll be able to do the things that their counterparts are doing. It is very difficult to, you know, and hurtful to be able to have these conversations about, you know, how you need to conduct yourself as a, you know, as a young black man. We, ha we have to start having these conversations with, you know, the males and even the girls, the um, little black girls of how they need to be. And they still may not make it home safely, mm -hmm. you know, so it, it, it's a lot. And, but if we start talking, you know, we can talk history, but it comes from a, pers a perspective. I get that. But we need to talk the truth mm -hmm. of history right. and how that had come about. And it still exists. And it may be in a different form, but it still exists. And for people to say, well, I didn't know. At any given time, you can look at any you know, anything on television or in print media, you know, it's there, but it, it's easier to say, well, I didn't, oh my God, I, I really didn't know that. Oh my God. You know, they put, you know, that officer put, you know, his knee and lit and choked the life out of a human being. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, a lot of blacks or black people are saying, hey, that's been going on. It just got caught on. You're just seeing <laughs> on it video. now. Yeah, this has been going on for now. hundreds of years, well, you know. 401. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I totally, yeah. I totally um, agree and can see your perspective because, you know, and thinking that here, you know, we're in the month of February, it's a time to celebrate history, it's a time to recognize and acknowledge black history specifically, and the stories that um, have been told and yet untold, right. And we, we talked a little bit about history in our last podcast about how the, the stories that we learn, the history we learn, and, and I think people have said this in the past, I know several people have said this in the past, but history is written by the people who won, right. And, exactly. And what we know in, in America is history is written by the people who fund the books, you know, the, exactly. the publishers. Now, who are those publishers and what do they look like and what are their interests? And so that impacts everything that we're learning and our, that our children are learning and that it, exactly. it gives a a certain perspective of the story, but it doesn't <laughs> give the complete picture. So especially since this is especially since, you know, this is Black History Month, how do we, how do we move mm -hmm. forward and celebrate and really uncover and unearth the, the full stories? What are, you know, what are the things we can do moving forward starting today, starting in this month and moving forward for the rest of our lives? But how do we start to uncover those full stories and see from multiple perspectives? What are your thoughts? Well, I, I go back to saying, you know, we can't move forward until we really talk about you know, the truth of our mm -hmm. history. If, if not, we're going to continue to, to yes. hobble. Um, and, and, but we're getting to the case to the point that hobbling is not okay. We're tired of mm -hmm. hobbling. You know what I'm saying? Because one thing I know, and even being in the health and wellness field is that when you don't deal with, if you have a broken arm and you don't take care, you might can still, well, hey, it's just my left arm and I'm right-handed, but you're not, 
you're not living to your your full capacity and the other members of your body have to work even mm-hmm. harder and it will cause that to break right. down and that's where we're at right right now uh, i guess i'm at this age and stage that you know i give grace to people all the time and i'm grateful for the grace that i get but i'm at the point too that i don't want to let people off the hook so mm-hmm. quickly and you know because i i think i know a lot of people and people feel comfortable talking to me and that's a great thing but i think people say well i just didn't know well and I have to say, well, you know, it's been going on. You know, you just resigned yourself to to not pay attention and not be mm-hmm. aware. And, you know, we can also say that, well, you know, it really doesn't affect me. Then I have to come back and say, yes, it does. Because we're talking about human beings. We're talking about when people were saying, well, the outrage of separating children at the border. I mean, we should have been, you know, really screaming the high heavens on that. But one thing I know, that wasn't the first time. There's nothing new under the sun. They were separating kids Mm -hmm. from my ancestry Mm -hmm. day one. And it wasn't right then. But again, here's history because we never dealt with that. So it gets perpetuated. And it's easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it repeats itself. And it's easier to do. It's easier to do. Um, So, you know, it's all about this accountability and holding each other accountable Mm -hmm. that this is not that this is not okay. And also, too, we cannot no longer say what it doesn't affect me. You know, Rochelle, that is not my experience, but it's your experience as a human being. You know, I can still have empathy when people are talking to me about you know, their son being pulled over and handcuffed because they they thought that, you know, he may have, you know, robbed the local store, yep. you know, and I can't say, I can't get up and say, well, you know what, I don't have a son, I have a daughter. You know, we've gotten to that point that we put those blinders on because people have said yep. it's okay, yep. you know, it's okay because it's, it's them. And why can't they just if they want to hurt, why can't they just do that a little bit more quietly? You know, they're kind of interfering with my flow here or <laughs> my life. And so, you know, I think, too, that the blanket has been pulled. The cover has been pulled mm-hmm. back. You know, I don't I think now moving, you know, we're talking about moving forward. Yeah, that's that's good and dandy. But we're still we're still hobbling. And when I witnessed that insurrection, yes, I was horrified. But in all honesty, Terry, I'm right. not surprised. And that's that's the sad you know? part of all of this, right? That is the, yeah. the ultimately as a Democrat, you know, a democratic state or country, mm-hmm. and how much we mm-hmm. hold dear and value our democracy and everything that was fought for and lost in the founding of this country for democracy it's so sad uh, mm-hmm. and yeah. my heart broke on january 6th to see that to think that this is the this is the world we live in this is the country we live in and how is this possible but you're absolutely right it was not a surprise we could see it coming yeah. from 
uh, at least a year ahead could see this coming, right? Exactly. And exactly. I, I love what you had said with accountability because there's something with accountability. A lot of times we try to hold each other accountable, but I think what we lack the most is holding ourselves accountable and owning, like really owning our own roles, right? Like our own yeah, roles. And exactly. we think of, I mean, I'm thinking of this in terms of our roles as a country, because as much as we want to separate and say, well, you know, I, I, I don't understand what they're going through, but it's not impact. You're right. You're absolutely right. It is because we are one nation, right? We are one nation united. Mm-hmm. We are one country or we are one people's doesn't matter what color you are, where you grow up or what background you're from, or even what age you're coming from. We are all one people Mm -hmm. and we need to hold ourselves accountable to what are the values that we stand for as Americans? What are those, you know, what are the the values that's written on our constitution that we believe that all men, all men and and women are created equal. All people are created equal, right? I mean, those are the values that we should still hold I think deeply rooted as Americans and that's what we need to hold ourselves accountable to is all of us are Americans. All of us are peoples together. And if one of us is hurting, it's like, like you said, it's a body, right? Just because, just because Mm -hmm. you are from a different background doesn't mean that you're not connected to my body. We are all one body. And if one part of our body is hurting, we're all going to feel it. And then like you said, that's just, that's just the symptom of the problem that's been going on because we haven't dealt with the internal bleeding that's been happening for, you know, over a century. Exactly. You know, you, you really um, hit on some very um, strong points, um, Terry, that we have to come together if you know, it's it's like this, you know, a lot of times there's lip service, but then there's, you know, I've learned that there's two types of people, the complainers and the doers. So you have to make up your mind, you know, what side you're on. I, I think that, you know, our constitution says, you know, uh, we the people, but I think in all essence, people that look at this is for certain people because that's the behavior is for certain people and we're still in my opinion um there are some people that don't think that people of color is a full human being we're still at that still at that in my opinion that five eighth mentality so you know until we start working with those kinds of things and i and i think it's not going to happen overnight because this has been going on for quite Mm -hmm. some time. You know, I hear people now saying, you know, they're lost. They they just don't know what to do, you know, with this insurrection. And, you know, I was telling the girlfriend that I'm really close to, and, uh, you know, she's she's Caucasian, but we're really close. And she's like, you know, we're just scrambling, bro. And, you know, know, she calls me bro, uh, you know, trying to figure out what to do. And she said, you know, what do you think about that? I said, well, in my heart of hearts, you know, I think this, if it was uh, people uh, that were non-white that were doing that, they would know exactly what to do. You know, it wouldn't be any scrambling 
they would call it what it was. And then there's an accountability mm-hmm. to it. You know, I can't go and rob a bank or do something, you know, heinous. And they're saying, well, you know what? We don't know what to do with this. So we're just going to let her off. That's not the way it works, nor should that should be mm-hmm. the way it works. But I think it was a clear um, whistle to showing showing you know everybody even the world if you look a certain way that you get a pass that you can do Mm -hmm. these kinds of things you know I was telling my friend I said if those were Black Lives Matter or whatever you know a group or you know organization that it represents minorities oh my god they wouldn't even gotten that far and we all know that we may not say that to one another (laughs) You know, in your heart of hearts, they wouldn't even gotten that close. You know, I was uh, one of my family members I was sharing with you that lives in that area. He was saying, you know, hey, you couldn't even jaywalk (laughs) around the Capitol without the police saying something to you, you know, as he remembers that. And I'm like, wow. And then you saw this. The world saw. So, you know, so it really gets, you know, in my mind is that, you know, People say they want democracy, but we're allowing some things to happen yeah. unravel. And we're looking at, hey, that's somebody else's, you know, part. There's somebody else, you know, that need to handle that. No, we need to handle that. And we, we, we're doing that. You know, we're, we're, we want to keep America a, a free, mm-hmm. you know, society uh, for voting and, and, you know, a peaceful protest. You know, I I remember people having this major problem when one of the NFL Mm -hmm. players took a knee. That was people Mm -hmm. protest. So we should be outraged about what's happening. You know, if we we were so intolerant Mm -hmm. of of a knee, Mm -hmm. a bent knee, and even felt so threatened by that, then we should be horrified. But but also horrified to action. It's not it's not good enough anymore in silence amongst our people, our our group, to be so outraged, (laughs) you know, it's not going to work anymore. You know, you you just can't, you know, there's there's something going on here. There's an undercurrent that's not being dealt with. And then I look at it too, because I have a heart for people. I look at people on the other side that I think um, have been taken advantage of, and they've been really um, stirred up because of fear, you know, when they're being told that this is going to happen to their, you know, their, their communities or, or what have you, you know, these people do have grievances because, you know, again, it has to do with, in you know, a lot of, you know, how is this going to dismantle my own security? And as long as you can keep people separated, and not talking, then you can keep perpetuating this thing over and over. So this is where we're at, you know, 2021. And so, so in, you know, to kind of wrap up our, uh, our podcast here today, we, I think what we want to highlight is just the importance of, of our, I guess us as, as a people and as a nation to not, to kind of hold back on that desire to move on right and and if we want to move on we i think what we need to do is 
take a step back and acknowledge where we came from, acknowledge the history, acknowledge the stories from all perspectives, because it's only through doing that that we're able to really move forward and walk upright without hobbling along, right? We need to acknowledge the horrific events and call it what it is, an insurrection of January 6th, because I know there's people out there who don't even want to call it that. But we need to acknowledge first everything that we've gone through as a country, as a peoples, um, everything that we've gone through and really embrace our stories so that we can build on those, that we can sit in the pain, sit in the hurt together, regardless of where we came from, right? Build that empathy across exactly. arms and, and really feeling when one of us is hurting, all of us is hurting. So how do we move forward together? How do we acknowledge that pain, hold ourselves accountable for that pain so that we can start moving forward together? So. So I love that. I think I'm, I'm glad you you said that, Terry, um, because we can't move. And I'll just reiterate that you can't move forward without accountability. I mean, my whole life is governed on accountability. Yeah. You know, I mean, when I, I talk to people that are in business, you know, would you allow this kind of takeover in your own business? Would you allow um, this um, destruction? No, I mean, there has to be some mm -hmm. accountability. You know, we won't even let our children act certain kind, yeah. you know, a certain way that has, and you know what, where there's accountability, where there's pruning, you know, that, that yields great growth. And we have to, you know, we have to acknowledge the importance in it's healthy right. for accountability and to aspire and want to hold things yeah, to a higher absolutely. level. All know. right. So this so, is this is right. February, beginning of February. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and hopefully you feel inspired to go dig up some stories. Go find the the you know some of these history books that may have not been on your textbook list when you were a child or going through school or even in college. Find those books that have been capturing and compiling the rich stories of our past as a nation and as a people and sit in that pain before you're ready to move forward so that we can help acknowledge each other and acknowledge what we have all gone through. So let's move forward in Jen in February, moving forward for the rest of our lives, digging into our stories, digging into our history and learning from each other. And if you are looking for an easy way to do that, we hope you join us on our podcast because that's what we're trying to do is just share the stories of people um, who are minorities in America. Mm -hmm.